Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from September 28th until October 5th as we are now officially in Libra season and we are moving into October. And wow, October has some really fascinating and big energies and we enter the month with the energy of the Saturn in Aquarius squaring Uranus in Taurus energy beginning as well. We have Venus moving into Libra on September 29th and we have Mercury stationing direct on October 2nd. So we're going to talk about all of this and more in today's show. We are moving forward after the Libra new moon that we had on September 25th that occurred at three degrees of Libra in your chart and it was an initiation of energies and it also occurred right after the Libra equinox. So we've really been moving into this strong Libra influence and I want to go into this a bit more because it's important to note the full spectrum of Libra energies and to also go deeper in understanding what that means for you. So the sun is traveling through Libra and it brings our attention to balance and choices. It also brings our attention to other people, how we share our energy with others, even in the smallest way or in the briefest interactions, but then also in the wider understanding of relationships, friendships, partnerships, connections, all the ways we interact with people. So with the Libra energy becoming more prominent, especially as Venus enters Libra on September 29th, what we have the opportunity to do here is assess what is in harmony for you, what is working, what is maybe something that is out of balance. And I tend to think of this as your own internal masculine and feminine energies where you can look and see How am I moving through life, moving through the world, moving through my relationships? Am I in balance where I am equally giving and receiving? And how is that manifesting in my connections with others? Now, if there is a lot of masculine energy, this is where you could be leading, doing, demonstrating, perhaps even to the point of exhausting yourself and understanding that I can't keep doing this, this isn't working for me. Or if you're feeling stronger feminine energy, this would be more receptive, more passive, more waiting and looking at what is happening within you or even going into what you're truly feeling. Now, these energies exist within all of us. And in your astrology chart, if you were to go through your chart and tally up where your planets are, meaning if you have a lot of planets in masculine energies, which are the fire signs and the air signs, or perhaps you have a lot of planets in feminine energies, which are the water signs and the earth signs, this is one way to get in touch with your energy 
and see perhaps how you naturally show up, how you naturally interact. Because again, if you have one energy signature stronger than another, then that's probably how you're showing up with other people. If you have a lot of feminine, then that's the energy that you are sharing. Some people have equal masculine and feminine. So of course, this is a very special recipe personal to you, but it's a way to understand how your energy operates and to be more conscious of it. Because during Libra season, we can focus on where we maybe want to be more in balance, where maybe if you have dominant masculine, you're ready to take a break or step back or do something that brings your energy into balance. If you have dominant feminine energy, maybe you're ready to take something on, take action, move it forward. So I'm talking in some broad strokes here, but it's just to help understand how to look at your chart and understand what is naturally perhaps more pronounced or dominant for you. And during Libra season, you can assess it objectively and understand perhaps how your energy is running through you and how others may be feeling your energy as well. Now, during Libra season, you tend to hear a lot of the typical Libra keywords about relationships and partnerships and ways that we interact with people, collaboration, co-creation, cooperation, all these lovely things. The other thing about Libra season, though, perhaps even the underbelly, if you will, is that Libra can bring up comparison where there's unconscious comparison between yourself and another. And it depends on how conscious or aware you are of this in yourself, but this is where we can be looking at other people and assessing how they are living their life or making their choices or whatever they're doing, and then go into this unconscious comparison. Oh, they have more than me. Oh, they're doing better than me. Oh, they're more successful than me. Or maybe it's vice versa, and you're comparing yourself against others to look at how much you have achieved or how you are living your life. So again, this is the the underbelly of Libra, where you want to be aware of any of those messages that might be coming up in you and realistically enforce them with your own self-worth, which is that there is no need for comparison. There is no competition. There is nothing here, energetically speaking, where your energy even compares to someone else. So do keep that in your awareness at this time, because when our consciousness shifts to other people, we can go into that programming of comparison. The other thing with Libra season is that it also brings up relationship habits and patterns. And again, this can be unconscious, but even with Venus moving into Libra and entering into these relationship signs, we become more aware of what we enjoy, what we want, what we need from other people. And of course, it depends on that type of relationship. It depends on how you are meeting people where they're at. But this can also be a good time to consciously and objectively look at how you do relationships. You know, whether those are ones that are longstanding, whether with a friendship or a spouse, whether those are more about family connections, like with your siblings or with people that you're related to, or your friendships 
partnerships, people you're dating, people you're in a connection or a romantic relationship with. This is a good time to be more conscious of your own patterns and habits because that is showing you how you share energy, how you interact with other people. And oftentimes, we just accept how we are or how we do it. We don't look at it. We don't evaluate it or determine, is this healthy? Is this a good thing to keep perpetuating, whether that's a certain habit or just a way that you reach out and connect with people? Is this something that is working for me? Meaning, am I developing quality connections in my life? Am I investing in them? And this is also important to note because the energy of Venus is about how we invest and how we apply time, energy, and effort into something that means something to us because she is associated with our value systems. So as Venus enters one of her home signs of leadership, on September 29th, we start to look at, am I investing in other connections, partnerships, and people because they matter to me? Am I showing up for them just as they show up for me? Is this equal? Is this good energy, right? Is this something where I enjoy the dynamics of this friendship, of this connection, and I want it to continue? You could also see, and this is something I've touched on before, that is important and bears repeating, that this is not a relationship lifetime for everybody on the planet, meaning their energies are not as invested in relationships. And this is always something to be aware of, to look at, to assess, because if you are prioritizing connections or relationships, it matters to you, it matters to your heart, it's a priority in your life, then you could naturally assume that it's the same for other people. But it's not. It's not at all. Not everyone values relationships or friendships in the same way. Not everyone prioritizes them. In fact, there's a phrase that my friend Jen uses about people who are relationally lazy relationally lazy, meaning they don't show up, they don't reach out, they don't really invest, and they don't put a lot of effort into those connections. And so this is good to be aware of because as we journey through life, especially with our own value system, we are looking at what other people value, right? What they prioritize, what matters to them. And you might start to see in your own world, and you can look at this through, again, family, friends, siblings, people at work, you know, whoever you interact with, you can observe how they talk about others, how they prioritize relationships. If a relationship matters to them, right? If it's something that they really want to create or put energy into. Now, the whole thing about being relationally lazy is also important to look at when you're in a long-term connection, a long-term marriage, a long-term partnership, because it can be easy to take someone for granted. It can be easy to take the marriage for granted. 
it or to just assume this person's always going to be there. But nobody wants to be taken for granted, right? So this is a time to look at how others are investing in relationships and how you are investing as well because every relationship, whatever the title is, meaning whatever type of connection it is, it is a co-creation of energies. It is you and them. And in Libra, we're talking about one-on-one dynamics here. It's where your energy is matching up with another person. It's where you reach out. Do you want to grab a coffee? You want to go to dinner? You want to hang out? You know, all of that is a co-creation. So you can look at what is being co-created here with other people in my life. Is it in balance? Does it feel good to me? Is it truly representative of what I need, what I value? Am I in connection with others who have the same values? And of course, these are big questions. You know, these are bigger things to look at in yourself, in your life, in your habits, whether you look at habits in friendships or partnerships or people you work with. But Libra is about being very objective in how you show up in relationships and how other people also show up. And during Libra season, you could have a rising awareness around the connections in your life, around the relationships in your world, especially the ones that are closer to your heart, whether those are the more intimate bonds or the people who know you really well, you know, like a long-term friendship or a parent who knows you well, a sibling. But it's looking at what are the relationship principles that guide you in co-creating with another. And you might also realize that some people are relationally lazy. They don't show up. They don't follow through. They don't respond. They don't invest. They don't give. And this is a time of year to be aware of that, to consider that, and to allow that to inform your own choices as well as your own needs. And again, this isn't a relationship lifetime for everyone. What do I mean by that? Again, I mean that not everyone is here to prioritize relationships. Not everyone is here to get married and to have a family. Not everyone is here to invest their energy in an equal long-term relationship, although that can be part of our programming, especially when we're younger or we're growing up or certain cultures or belief systems, right? You You go to college, you get the job, you marry someone, you have two kids and a dog and the white picket fence. I mean, all of that is programming around expectations of how we're meant to live our lives. But astrology really tunes you in to your own frequency, your own energy, and it's where you can realize some things about yourself, what you want, what matters to you, what you value, what you need. And as you become more aware of all that, That creates your life path. That is what generates how you want to live your life and what it means to you. So keep in mind that there are many people here where their lifetime focus is not on partnerships, is not on love or relationships. And perhaps this is you. Perhaps you relate to this. Maybe this is freeing for you. If you have felt pressure to walk a certain path or, you know, your mom is telling you you got to get married or you have all these messages coming in about how to live your life, there could be things here in your astrology chart 
that show you that your path is actually in a different direction where yes, you can absolutely have good quality relationships and friendships and people in your world, but it doesn't mean it's the number one focus. So this is something to just be aware of and to understand. This is also really important to understand if you are someone who heavily prioritizes relationships in any form, in any manner, and you could assume that other people feel the same. Or you could think, wow, why aren't they married? Or why don't they care about being a girlfriend or a boyfriend or relationship and all the status stuff? Not everybody is here for that. So I feel like this is what we can understand and it helps alleviate those expectations. It also helps us see how we are energetically different and that our soul's growth has its own path. And of course, part of the human experience is being social, like we're social beings where we exchange energy with others and we are here to get to know ourselves and get to know others. And yet that doesn't mean that everybody has that as a priority. So keep that in mind because there are many people on the planet who have a different focus in this lifetime. And it could be that the focus is on something in your profession or your career. It could be that this is a lifetime that you're meant to master something on your own terms and that you've been married in every other lifetime. And this is the first lifetime that you're following your own path, marching to the beat of your own drum. So I feel like this can widen our understanding of each other and also allow us to be more compassionate and accepting for people's life choices and what calls to them. And so as I'm going through here, I'm basically turning Libra season on its head and showing you even more that Libra energy opens up and brings in. I also want to touch on the fact that for all the ways Libra is about collaboration, co-creation and cooperation, Libra is also the energy of what we call open enemies. And I know that's not the best phrase, but that's what's said a lot. That's the short hand version, meaning it's also the people you disagree with. So yes, Libra is about harmony and peace and kumbaya. It's also the people you don't get along with, where you're like, yeah, I want them to sit on the opposite side of the table. I really don't want a conversation with them right now. Libra shows you the people that you disagree with. And that could be in any manner of ways from you don't have the same opinions or you're very different energetically or there's things in the world you see differently. There's different priorities. I mean, there's the whole spectrum of ways that we don't get along with people, right? And that's also Libra. Libra is where, okay, I don't enjoy being around this person, but If I'm at an event with them, at a party with them, or I'm around people that we have in common, Libra wants you to at least be civil, be cordial. All you have to do is say hello, or maybe you don't. But Libra is how you maintain peace and harmony, even amongst things that you disagree with. And so you think of this and how Libra is about diplomacy and negotiation. Well, those energies show up when you don't get along when you don't agree, right? When there's discord. So Libra is about how we can maintain our own balanced frequency and not have other people pull us out of that, 
right? Think about being triggered. Think about when you're annoyed or you're angry or you just don't want to be around somebody, how you can energetically neutralize something in yourself is also Libra. It's also that energy of just show up and be nice and smile at them and that's it. And for some people that can feel so false, right? Like that isn't your energy. That isn't how you want to handle things. But that's the Libra way where you make nice, you're just civil, and that's all you've got to be. So this is where we also get in touch with our internal energies and understand how our energy shows up in environments and interactions that are uncomfortable. And that's one of the tricky things to navigate in life, right? But this is also where Libra's strengths can show up, where you can be in a place of balance internally and just allow that to guide you even though it may be uncomfortable or there's things that you would rather not do, Libra can give you the internal energetic balance to get through what you need to get through. So I hope these examples provide more insights into what Libra season is about and to understand more the fuller spectrum of how the energies can be expressed. Now, as we close out September, we will have the Sun and Venus in Libra, and we still have Jupiter and Chiron retrograde in Aries. And coming up on October 1st, Venus in Libra is going to oppose this Jupiter retrograde in Aries at three degrees. And this is a time of really understanding what is important to you, which that Jupiter in Aries is bringing us into contact with. What do I want? What do I need? Who am I now? What feels good to me? The opposition to Venus in Libra is making sure that we don't give away our energy to please another, or we don't overcompensate or overdo it in order to maintain a peaceful relationship or harmony. So this opposition is asking us to be clear in who you are and to show up in connections with that clarity and allow that to be something that balances you. It also can be a time when you want to do something in a big way because the Jupiter opposition to Venus can be really amplified and really exaggerated to the point where the next day or a few days later, you're like, oh, maybe I spent too much money. Maybe I overindulged. Maybe I was with my friends and I was too heavily influenced by everything they were doing. And then I get the credit card bill and I'm like, yikes. So this is a time to be consciously moderate and to be aware of how your energy is rising and going outside of you and to make sure that you pull it in and pull it back so that you don't overdo it. Now, as October begins, we still have seven planets in retrograde and Mercury will station direct on October 2nd at 24 degrees of Virgo and it will help with the turnaround energy of October. Later in October, we have Pluto and Saturn stationing direct and so that's going to help with what this month is ushering in for us. 
but Mercury stations direct at 24 degrees of Virgo on October 2nd and will be opposing Neptune and trining Pluto. So this Mercury is being reprogrammed, shifted, and changed. Mercury is strong in Virgo as it's a sign that Mercury co-rules. Virgo is ruled by Chiron and Mercury. And so this Mercury is focusing, concentrating, really trying to get into something. Now, this is in an Earth sign, and the trine to Pluto brings in a truth, an understanding, something transformative, something to see differently. And the opposition to Neptune is dissolving and removing. I feel like this is a decisive Mercury stationing direct where you could see something more clearly and you could understand the dividing line between what is and what isn't correct for you. Now, Mercury moves slowly as it begins to move direct again. And so when Mercury stations direct, it's basically a full stop. It's basically a just stop. And similar to when you are driving and shifting gears, you apply the brakes, then you move it in to drive before stepping on the gas pedal again to take off. So this is a slow moving Mercury This can be a time of deep pondering, really considering something, going in to the details, the analysis, because Mercury in Virgo is very much about the particulars and is quite meticulous. So we have a strong mind here as Mercury stations direct, and this can help you with what you need to take care of projects and tasks and things that are important, anything you need to get done or be caught up on, this could be a time when Mercury in Virgo is supporting you. Then Mercury is going to start to pick up speed as he goes direct again and will make an exact trine to Pluto retrograde in Capricorn on October 6th at 26 degrees. And this again feels like a stronger mind, a stronger understanding, greater clarity, and again, decisiveness. So you could just feel like some things are more evident to you at this time and that perhaps you know what to do next, where to go next. And it helps this Mercury get organized because Mercury in Virgo wants to compartmentalize, wants it, okay, this goes here, that goes there. So maybe that's something too that you're noticing either in your life or in your energy is that there has been a reorg going on and now you understand where some things go and where they're meant to be. Now, around the same time that Mercury stations direct, we have Saturn retrograde in Aquarius moving back to 18 degrees. Saturn has been retrograde since June 4th, which is when Saturn stationed retrograde at 25 degrees of Aquarius. And this month is moving very slowly to station direct later on in October, specifically October 23rd. And so all of this month, Saturn in Aquarius is hanging out at 18 degrees. And so as Saturn gets to 18 degrees, he has now locked into that fourth and final square with Uranus retrograde in 
Taurus at 18 degrees. This 18 degree point has been very big, especially since July and August when we had Uranus conjunct the North Node in Taurus at 18 degrees and then here came Mars joining the party, activating, triggering, requiring or needing action, maybe a big response, something explosive at times with this energy signature. Now Saturn is squaring this degree point in your chart and this Saturn in Aquarius is retrograde and is contemplative. Saturn is often about the plan. What's the direction? What are we doing next? And in Aquarius, especially retrograde, we have been revising and reassessing a long-term plan, the next vision, the next dream, wanting it to come together. How's it going to work? How's it going to practically come together? And I mean that in the realistic terms that Saturn is all about. So this fourth square, it begins around October 2nd and it lasts for a good 10 days until we'll call it October 12th because around that time is when Uranus retrograde goes back into the 17 degree mark. So it will be alleviated a bit when Uranus reaches 17 degrees, but it's still a tight square. And this is the tension, the pressure, the understanding that there are two parts of you that have different desires, different intentions. So Saturn in Aquarius is where you're thinking about what am I doing next in my life? Where is this going? What am I building or applying energy and effort towards? How is this showing up for me? Is this still a dream of mine? Maybe you're reassessing a dream. Maybe you're seeing it in a new light or in a different way. And this is where that Saturn energy is very practical And the Aquarius energy is very mental. So there could be a lot of overthinking. There could be a sense of, I don't know what to do. I need more information. Let me talk to this person. Let me pull this in. So the Saturn in Aquarius connects us to a part of our own future self, connects us to where we want to go next and how to realistically connect our energy to that destination. Then you have Uranus and Taurus that is more like the mad scientist. And this is like, well, no one's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to follow my own path. I'm going to do it my own way. The rules don't apply to me. And by the way, Saturn is all about the rules. And Saturn is like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And you need to do this. And Uranus and Taurus is like, well, let me take that piece of paper and burn it up. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find my own path, go my own way. And in Taurus, this is the energy of what you really want and what you value. And so there are these two parts of ourselves that are essentially in this very tight pressure cooker of energy that, again, we've been in because of how this 18 degree point has been activated already. And so here comes Saturn and it's giving us some kind of feedback or reality check or assessment that is throwing off the Uranus in Taurus that just wants to go your own way. You just want to quit the job. You just want to be done with something. You just want to let this go. But Saturn says, You have responsibilities. You have bills to pay. You have people who rely on you. 
And that's also Aquarius. It's the people who are around you, the people who are associated with you, and who have responsibilities either with you or to you. I mean, it depends on the dynamic. And of course, it depends on the phase of life that you're in. Because every Saturn transit in your own chart matures you. And so some people come in with a lot of Saturn energy or a lot of responsibility. Other people come in and have to basically work for the responsibility or work for the rewards and the commitment and the outcome. So this always depends on your own chart. But Saturn is where we earn the rewards. We've applied the time and energy and effort. We have some kind of mastery. And there can also be credentials with Saturn. There's a clout that's associated with what you've been through, what you've achieved, what you've seen with your own eyes. You know, all of that's very Saturn. So then here you have this Uranian energy that really could care less about credentials and is all about, but this is what I want to do. And so you could feel that push-pull between your responsibilities and freedom. And that could be some big key words here to understand. Again, this is different for everybody, but Saturn is about the responsibilities and commitments you have, and Uranus is about the freedom and independence that you want. And some people have more Uranus energy in their chart, and they're just naturally independent. They're naturally doing their own thing. So for them to feel tethered to a responsibility or a commitment is really difficult to their energy. So this is where collectively we are having this bigger energetic conversation with this fourth and final square between Saturn and Uranus that is coming in strong this week. Now I did a separate podcast episode for you on this topic so you can listen to that if you want to go into more of these energies or if this is working with you more personally but please know this is going to be in the collective consciousness this week where you could even see more of the tension, more of the discord more of that desire to you need to follow the rules and then people saying I don't have to follow any rules I just have to follow the beat of my own drum it's looking at well where do we place our own energy when we have this kind of tension and typically the best thing to do is to look for the trines so the trines to any planet or point at 18 degrees can be a release same with a sextile so To make this very simple, if you have planets or points in the fire signs or the earth signs, you might be more in tune with the energy of Saturn in Aquarius. If you have more planets or points in the earth signs or the water signs, you might feel more aligned with Uranus in Taurus. And that's simply because of how these elements can sync up. But of course, it could be different for you too. So I just wanted to make this something to look at in your chart and another way to understand how the astrological energies, especially of a square, can be consciously worked with and consciously released. Now, the other thing about a square, which is when planets are 90 degrees apart, is that there tends to be one planet that's more dominant. There tends to be one planet that overrides the other, that has more force or more push. 
And what's interesting in this dynamic is that they're both kind of equal. Like they both have a pushback. Saturn and Aquarius, Uranus and Taurus, they both have a pushback and they're both not going to be bullied. They're not going to give up their perspective, their intention. So it just makes that pressure even more intense. And that could certainly be something that we're seeing and feeling in the collective consciousness this week as well. So then this is a good full circle moment where we go back to what we were just talking about with the Libra energies. When you're in a place with people you disagree with, when you are in an interaction or conversation and something comes up and you're not comfortable with it, the Libra energy, especially Venus in Libra, is going to make us perhaps feel a little bit more cordial, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more objective to know that everyone has their choices. Everybody on the planet has their choices, their decisions, doing what's best for them. And it's always about coming back to your own energy. How can you accept other people's choices? Talk about a huge journey of detachment and acceptance. When you accept other people's choices, what they're choosing, what they think is best for their life or their next steps or wherever they're growing, how can you be calm, clear, centered, and strong amongst other people's choices? And that would be one of the ways to consciously work with this Libra season energy to give yourself the space to detach, to let someone do their thing, to be who they are, and to not make it maybe a bigger issue or to not go into the argument or the disagreement energy. And this can certainly take practice. This might not be easy at all. This is, of course, something that only you would know about your own energy and your own expression. And you could even say this is a big theme on the planet right now that we are all working with, learning from, and hopefully mastering where we can accept other people's choices and allow it to just be what it is without creating damage, war, hostility, any of those energies and more where we can just say, okay, they're on their own path. Or this is the choice or decision that they felt was best for them. And that has different layers of energy, right? Because there's things that you can easily say that about. You're like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Peace out. And then there's other things that could hit you and be deeper that you have to work through that requires you to energetically find that internal peace and harmony. So all of this is important and in fact can be a beautiful gift in our own growth and consciousness when we're aware of this and when we willingly work with it. Now, as we move further into October, we are going to have a lot more energies pick up in the air signs, and this can help us in our communications, in what we need to say, in what we need to express or write or discuss. Even everything we've been thinking about or contemplating is going to have more release here in October. So we will keep talking about this as we move through the month. And for those of you who enjoy the monthly soul growth astrology program. The October one is now available and you can get it for 11 bucks with coupon code Scorpio. 
and we go through all the energy of October, which by the way, is a big energy month. And I was looking at this astrology going, wow, this is rare. This is cool. We have some movement. And oh yes, eclipse season begins in October as well as we have the upcoming Scorpio solar eclipse at two degrees of Scorpio. So a lot is going on this month and we're going to feel like things pick up, like the energy picks up. There's forward movement, more conversations, more activities, more socializing, more things going on. So the tempo increases throughout the month of October. And speaking of energy picking up, I wanted to let you know that I don't know if I'm going to have a Monday podcast for you yet because I live in Florida and we are currently experiencing a visitor named Ian coming through the state, causing a lot of disruption and hopefully it's not severe or horrible but it is a big storm. In fact, I recorded this episode in advance because I don't know if I'm going to have power later on this week. And if it's turned off, I don't know when it's coming back on. So I don't know if there will be a Monday podcast for you, just a heads up on that. But I am hoping that this storm calms down. Now, whenever we have these kinds of big storms on the planet, we can always energetically work with them because they are energy. Everything is energy, right? And so I always see it as how to work with the consciousness of this energy, how to add in more light, more calm, more peace. These are just some simple visualizations that I like to do, especially when you have millions of people affected by these types of weather events. So I am hoping that those who live on the west coast of the state are able to get out of harm's way, that you are safe, that you're able to make smart decisions, because this kind of storm has not impacted the state of Florida for over a hundred years. That's the last time there was a hurricane that was coming directly to this stretch of land in Florida. And I live on the opposite side of the state, but the whole state is being affected because it's a very big storm and it brings in a lot of rain and wind and tornadoes. But all we can do when we see this kind of energy approach is prepare and take care of ourselves. And that's certainly what I've been doing uh, with my family and with my own world. And it is part of living in Florida, as those of you who live in this state know. In fact, during the pandemic, you know, there were over a thousand people moving to Florida a day. And it's like, yeah, you probably weren't told about the hurricane stuff when you were first moving here. That wasn't part of the sales pitch. So we also have a lot of new people in the state who are dealing with their first hurricane ever. And that's a big deal. That increases the stress, the anxiety, all this stuff. So again, it's why I tried to do some energy visual to calm the energy, to help bring in the light, to help people know that we will get through this and hopefully we will have as minimal impact as possible. I've lived in Florida since 2016, so I've been through three of these storms so far and I've learned so much about living in Florida. It's a totally different world down here. All the things you have to do, especially as a homeowner. I just bought a brand new garage door and they're specially made in Florida in a certain part of the state where they have 
very specific certifications because when the garage door opens or if the garage door comes off, it can tear off the roof of your house because that garage is the most vulnerable opening in the house. So yeah, all kinds of things you learn. And if you are like, gosh, I really hope Molly talks about garage doors in this podcast, then I'm so glad I could deliver that message for you too. So anyways, we are journeying forward. I will be back with my next podcast episode when I can. Fingers crossed, hoping everyone stays as safe as possible during these big events. And as always, we will keep going. And we are made for that. We are made for endurance. We are made to stay strong. We are made to stay clear and powerful in our energies. And that's how I choose to look at these types of big weather systems as well. So as always, thank you so much for joining me. You can find out more about my current astrology programs and courses over at mollymccord.online. And I also wanted to share with you that I won't be releasing Friday videos on YouTube during October because I've got enough going on. So I'll be back with those Friday videos in a few weeks. I just wanted to let you know, but please check out my playlist where there's tons of videos available for you to help you go into your astrology chart even more, understand it, look at some things in a new way, and basically keep becoming more conscious of your own energy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back here as soon as I can. In the meantime, have a beautiful week ahead. Stay safe, stay peaceful, and I hope you enjoy the energy of Libra season.